Oh, look at you. Look at you. Did you run and have to get an old uh, jersey or something? <laughs> no, I've been for you. I've been watching you do this. Yeah, okay. So you've been letting me sink in the depths of uh, Instagram Live. That's it. Is that a Nick Punto shredder jersey? Has this ever been done before? No, no. In fact, it'll get us to our first topic momentarily. <laughs> I mean, I don't, yeah, I think you're making both fan bases puke instantaneously. I think so. Woof. Anyway, welcome to the Wednesday edition of Baseball Today. As we are, we're running out of time. There's like 10, 11 days left in the baseball season, depending on your team's schedule. So let's get to it. Those Cardinals, once again, showed off, Bluff. Showed off. They have won 10 in a row for the first time in two decades. They seem all but a lock to be that second wild card and face either the Dodgers or the Giants in that do-or-die game. Which team in the National League West really doesn't want to play the Cardinals in a one-game winner-take-all? First, I want to give a shout-out to my Cardinals for those 10 games because they haven't been bargain shopping for these wins. They've come against like brand-name teams, if you will. Mm -hmm. Mets, Padres, and now Milwaukee they've taken two from. So shout-out to them first. But the answer to your question is the Giants. The Giants should not want to face the Cardinals, and it's not really for on-the-field reasons. It's because they've been in first place for 139 days. They've been in first place 80% of the season, Chris. Wow. And for them to have to go play the Cardinals in a one-game playoff would just be a travesty. So that's the team that doesn't want to face the Cardinals. But they just don't lose. So I'm thinking this is going to be the matchup. I know, right? Last night was a crazy one in San Diego. Even the game-ending double play where Belt bobbles the ball and still they end up getting Machado, guy who took, uh, you know, who took him deep twice last night. It was crazy. Yeah, it, it feels like the Giants just never, never lose. Uh, so if you look at the regular season series, uh, Dodgers beat the Cardinals four out of six times or four out of seven. <clears throat> yeah, four out of seven times. Uh, the Cardinals beat the Giants four out of six times this year. I don't know. You tend not to get much out of that when it just comes to a one-game do-or-die. If you're a Dodgers fan, you are terrified of this situation. Terrified. Because of what has happened in playoffs past. 2014, 2013, Clayton Kershaw, the images of him on the mound, you know, hunkered down after a Matt Adams three-run homer or something like that. So, I know that most of the players have obviously – there's still a few stragglers left from those series in 2013 and 2014. Most of the guys have changed since then. But if you're just a Dodgers fan, you're like, okay, one game, we can win it. Oh, it's one game against the Cardinals? Gulp. And Adam Wainwright. (laughs) And Adam Wainwright. Right. 40 years old. Could you imagine if it's Wainwright at 40 years old and Max Scherzer at 37 going at it? You know, one game, winner take all. I would love that. It's a win for the old guys, man. I'm, I'm on that team now, so I'm – They're both older than you. Barely. But they are. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. All right. A uh, little um, to do down in, in Tampa with the Blue Jays and with the Rays and Kevin Kiermeyer getting tagged out by uh, Alejandro Kirk and his data sheet flying out of his pocket and Kiermeyer picking it up and claiming he didn't know exactly what it was, and he didn't really look at it. And then Charlie Montoya and Kevin Cash had to have a little powwow before the game yesterday, and Cash apologized, and they eventually returned the card. And is this a story or not? 
I mean, yeah, it's a story. Look, I mean, I don't think it's as big of a, of a deal as many people are making it out to be. I asked my buddy, GB Terra, I said, dude, I, I don't think I've ever had a catcher's card on me. Mm-hmm. What's on the catcher's card? He said, it could be anything. I thought, you know, most likely it's sequences and a number, and they say five, and they go to that. But he said, it also could be individual scouting reports for each hitter, uh, specifically for the pitcher that's on the mound. And he said it can suggest pitches to throw in each count. Like, it could, it could have all sorts of that information. So if this card did have that, then, yeah. Uh, under- Dude, the, car, the card's this big. How could it have all that information? It's tiny, tiny little numbers on there. But he said, like, you could literally sit there and call a whole game just using the card. It says, here's the suggested pitch for this player. And even, even more in-depth, sometimes it'd say, for this count. So that's a that's a big advantage uh, to know how a team wants to approach you, but at the same time, you kind of understand how teams want to approach you. So I don't think it's that big of a deal. It was funny that like it took a day for like them to apologize and give the card back, right? They kept it overnight. <laughs> it was. It was weird. I don't know. Do you have a problem with Kiermaier and the Rays keeping the card? Is it is it just like finders keepers? I don't know, man. I I think so. I think so. Like that's the that's the risk you take if you're everyone's out there with the sheet, right? Like yeah, that's why they that's why these teams every single team will carry a paper shredder with them on the road because all that stuff goes into the shredder. They bag it up themselves and they make sure it goes into the trash. That's unbelievable. I cannot believe that's the world we're living in. I know. Y'all are the most paranoid athletes ever, dude. I bar- I barely used a card. It was later in my career when they had like the the defensive alignment sheets. But before that, it was a coach being like, hey, like this way, this way, whatever. But, you know, the shit came along. Do you think think prior to the Astros cheating scandal, people wouldn't have cared if if this had happened, right? All the paranoia is drawn out by that incident, correct? I mean, it it has a lot to do with it, for sure. I personally think it was Kirk's fantasy football team. (laughs) And I heard he was first place in the Blue Jays clubhouse. And so Kiermaier, who's been struggling, he, his team's off to an 0-2 start. He probably just looked at it, wanted to see if he could make some trades with some guys. That's probably the No, that was stupid. Okay. Let's move on to one of the great visuals of the 2021 season. JT Real Muto with a two-run double to win it. Phillies are still breathing just barely, but the thing that made it great was that Bryce Harper scores from first on the play. The flowing locks are just all over. He's all fired up. He's pumping the fist. He's, you know, charging to the crowd, all of that. Does an image like that make you want Bryce Harper in the playoffs even more? Yeah, of course. We, we want our best players in the, in the playoffs. That's our showcase. Uh-oh. My people here, can you hear that? Yeah, what's going on? I got to tell them to stop. Hold on one second. Well, hold on. No, you're fine. The sound's not that bad. It's Who good. is it again? What do, we call, what do we call them? Yard maintenance. Yard maintenance. We're taking a. Uh, we're going to take a twenty-second timeout. Uh, yard maintenance warning on the Plouffe family. Uh, that is their first warning. You only get two warnings per baseball today. <laughs> I got to remember what happens on Wednesdays. Holy smokes! But, do you remember what? I, do you remember what the question was? It's about Bryce Harper. Yes, I want to see our best players in the game. That's, that's our. That's our showcase for our game, the playoffs. That's when casual fans come in. That's when it's on a national stage. So you want your best players. Bryce Harper, one of our best players, one of our most recognizable players. 
one of our best-looking players. Like, the guy has it all. He's only been in the postseason four times, 12, 14, 16, and 17. Uh, a guy of his caliber, you just only playoffs. Only, says Trevor Plouffe, who unfortunately didn't make it any times. I mean, four times is still pretty good. But, yes, the last time he made it was as a 24-year-old. So he is a different person. Um, you know, I don't even think he was a father back in 2017. So, yeah, he's a changed man. I want to see the best go at it. I hate it when our best players aren't playing. Uh, that doesn't mean I'm rooting for the Phillies over the Braves or anybody else. I guess it does mean that because I do want to see Bryce Harper do something. But then again, I don't want to watch the Phillies bullpen in the playoffs. You're right about that. I, I, I mean, I don't know, man. I, I do want to see him in the playoffs. I do like the Phillies. I think they are have a decent enough roster to make some noise. But, yeah, I mean, to watch a bullpen implode in the playoffs would be tough. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Harper had a uh, – he crushed it in the 2014 playoffs. His OPS was over 1,200. Uh, other than that, he's been okay. I think a career OPS of right around 800 in the postseason. But I love to see our best players take uh, take their shot when the light is shining brightest. Yes? Only an 800 OPS in the playoffs? What's your OPS in the playoffs? No, but – Hold on. What did I, what was my first statement about that? It was over 1,200 in a single playoff. So that means the other three times we're talking about a balancing act. It wasn't as good as he would like it to be. Come on. I like that would have been a postseason hero. Okay. Luis Severino might get a chance to be a postseason hero. He pitched for the first time in about two years last night. A couple of innings of work. 30 pitches. 19 strikes. He's had a slew of injuries including Tommy John uh is that a bigger ALE story than Boston winning six straight and remaining atop the wild card chase it kind of is I mean Boston's doing what they need to do but to get Seve back at this point half game out they're kind of back against the wall is huge I mean he's an excellent pitcher two scoreless settings like you said last night and you kind of just got to put yourself in his shoes a little bit, the amount of time spent in a training room rehabbing. You know, he had the Tommy John in 2020, like you said. When I would get hurt for two weeks, it's the loneliest feeling in the world. But to do it for that long and to have to keep working, you know, the end the end game, the end result seems so far away. Uh, but for him to continue to put the work in, come back, he looked, he looked great last night. Mm -hmm. Person, you just have to, like, applaud him for getting back to where he wanted to be it's a, it's a big deal yeah it is uh i love a good comeback story we've seen a few of them this year um in addition to that i don't know if you remember but right before he got injured i think he inked a four-year 40 million dollar extension or something like that and people were like what are you doing you know you're an idiot with your talent you know you're costing yourself 50 60 million dollars Folks, this is why people do it. It's called security. It's called security. And particularly at that position, you never know when it's going to go wrong. I guarantee you when he put pen to paper, he wasn't thinking, well, right after this, I'm going to be out for two years. Well, sometimes you have to think this way. So do us all a favor. As baseball fans, take a step back. Don't ever um, shine a light on somebody else's financial situation. You don't know where they come from. You don't know where they've been. You don't know where they're going, and you don't know how they're feeling. So I'm happy for him that he got that signed on the dotted line, and he's not going to have to try and figure out, well, what's my financial future on top of everything else? It's a great point. It's a great point. Okay. Last one. 
whose job is it to tell Conor McGregor that his first pitch sucked? Uh, who beat him in his last fight? I don't know. I'm not going to tell him. <laughs> but it did almost look intentional. It was one of those things where, like, A, maybe his suit was just a little too tight. Woo! Right? Dude, do you have a suit like that? I uh, exclusively bought, like, stretchy material suits later on in my career. So oh. I don't think – that one didn't look like it was stretching too much. No. But it also kind of seemed like he was like, all right. I don't really know how to throw a baseball. If I just chuck it and it goes somewhere, it's funny. If I really try to zone in and I bounce it, it doesn't look funny. So I think maybe that was in his head a little bit. Yeah. If we split the difference between McGregor and Fitty, then I think we found the plate somewhere. It's You're amazing right. that one left-hander could have it go that way and another left-hander could have it go that way. That I was – and take it from somebody who butchered his first pitch in his hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. I got to look that up. Oh, it's horrible. It's horrible. It was against. It was a, uh, a game against the Texas Rangers. We won one nothing against U Darvish, I remember. But before the game, I went and talked to a bunch of guys like Adrian Beltre. A.J. Pruszynski was in Texas. Derek Holland. I went through the uh, Tribe Clubhouse, you know, talked to Tito. Uh, <laughs> I remember I talked to Mike Avilas about – you know, what should I do? Nick Swisher caught the first pitch. He was like, bro, whoa, man, what happened? I was like, oh, God. What, what's that? Where'd it go? It went into the left-handed batter's box. Mm, pulled it. Oh, bad. Pulled it bad. It just was – I haven't lived it down. And all I could remember was going up, the Indians were nice enough to give us a suite that night. And I walked in, and both my sons were looking at me like this. I was like, oh, my God, I failed them as a father. Like, this is it. it. It just goes to show you, not you, I'm talking like McGregor. When you put a baseball in someone who doesn't usually handle baseball's hands, it's tough for them. Not easy yeah. to fail, man. It sucks. I still have never lived it down. And I haven't been invited back for another first match, <laughs> just to let you know. What do you have coming up on John Boy? Uh, Talking Baseball has an episode coming out today. I was not a part of it. It was Jimmy, Jake, and BBD. They took it over themselves. Uh, whoa, 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 what? What happened? Just some stuff happened. I had to take care of some stuff. Everything okay? Everything's okay. They they handled it perfectly. Sequence came out yesterday with Mark Cardinals defense, so go check that out. Uh, but, yeah, man, what about you? Uh, still have the Brault uh, Trey Mancini episode out. There's been a, a couple of really good, uh, very popular drops that we've put out from Mancini. Uh, fun stories about him, talking about the serious side, about why he competed in the home run derby, uh, and you know how he has bounced back from cancer the way that he has, and how it still uh, affects him very much so every day, emotionally and mentally. Um, then we're getting ready for uh, – I taped Miguel Rojas yesterday – his last regular season episode, what an amazing dude. You know, he actually took us inside the Machado-Tatis incident as much as he could. Obviously, he does, he's not there, but he told us what has gotten him fired up as a, as a de facto captain, what has made him get on teammates, and what got him taken out of a game as a big leaguer or something he did. Yeah, it was really interesting. So that's coming your way on Thursday. Love that. Also, go check out – I don't know if the full video is released yet, but it is coming out today. We're playing Blitzball in Milwaukee yeah. 
on uh, American Family Field, I think it's what it's called. I believe that's what we're doing, yeah. Uh, Miller Park. <laughs> but uh, great video, so if it's out, go check it out. If not, wait for it, and then when it is out, go check it out. Yeah, I think I've seen some clips. I don't know if the full episode is out, but it is definitely coming away. All right, dude, we're back at it again tomorrow, 1130 Eastern, 830 AM Pacific time. Thanks very much for tuning in to Baseball Today. And thank you very much for making John Boy your number one baseball destination. We really appreciate it. All right, Ploof, have a good day. That's a great combo. Wear that proudly out in L.A. I, I'm not. I'm taking it off. <laughs> All right, bro. See you.